Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Hey watchers, it's Nyan, and thank you for joining us for more incessant rambling about a show or movie you may or may not care about on episode 76 of the Watch OK Plays podcast. Seriously folks, thank you for either sticking with us or joining us for the first time. We really appreciate it. This week, Dan and Jason give their feedback on the show Schmigadoon, which is available on Apple Plus. And we chat about Verizon's marketing strategy, the X-Men versus COVID, mayoral accents, seeing Dan's hand where his hip be at, Scarlett Johansson's acting range, and off-off-Broadway no-nos. If you're digging this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or just give us a shout on our social media pages. And if you've got a show or movie you want us to watch, or just something you want us to randomly mention on air, leave us a voicemail on our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash watchokplease. Alright watchers, the orchestra is warmed up, so get ready for the opening number. Welcome back, watchers. This week, we've had Jason and Dan watch the show Schmegadoon. So, guys, what did you think of this? I'm curious to hear Jason's thoughts before yeah, I, 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 I I think I know what Dan actually thinks. I want to hear what Jason's thoughts are and if I J- win that $10. Jason's like, where's my $10? <laughs> All right. So, I'm, I'm just going to lay it out right there. I absolutely hated this. What? I, 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 I thought it was terrible because... I have had a really busy week and there I was like, like I knew I pretty quickly. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get through all of this because I just don't have time this week. And instead I blew off a ton of work to finish this show. Cause I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Oh, this show is amazing. It's so good. Like it is really good. If you, Love musical theater, you're going to love this. If you hate musical theater, you're still going to love it. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we binged the whole thing last Saturday. So, oh, you got so Dan, you got through the whole thing. Jason, you got through the whole thing as well. I got through the whole thing. I, I was literally watching it today uh, when I should have been doing other things. And <laughs> <laughs> my wife is like texting me like hey what's going on upstairs i'm like oh i'm just doing some work (laughs) (laughs) listening with the headphones in yes nice that's awesome i'm really glad you (laughs) liked it very cool yeah uh, i'm gonna go even i I was gonna say i'm even gonna go one step further i think it is the best show you have pitched or either of you have pitched sorry dan uh since i've been on the podcast like it's my favorite thing i loved it yeah, I, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. You know. You know. Disagree. I mean, I think. It, it, I think we had a, again. We just kept watching it. It was. It was. It just was effortless. And the fact that you know, season two is on the way later this year. Mm-hmm. You know that that is very. You know, and and you know, it's great because I think that you know I th- I think there are people that might. So for all you musical theater fans out there, you might gravitate to different eras, if you will, of of musical theater. And I think that if you know the the next era that they're jumping into, so to speak, 
is going to be quite interesting as well. Uh, so I think if you're more of the, you know, the, the, the Fosse mentality, you might enjoy this next season even more so than this first one, but we'll have to see. Wow. Do we just finish the feedback? Are you guys love like, <laughs> well, no, That's perfect. I, 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 this well, is awesome. If I ever hear someone say corn pudding in public, I'm going to have to like, you know, memorize all the lyrics now just so that I can just start singing about it. Honestly, I think the only thing that might improve this a little bit more is more Martin Short, because I know he's yes, Martin Short being in this. Agreed. But he just wasn't in it enough. I kept waiting for him to come back. Me too. He, what, what was he in? Like yeah. 30 seconds of the first episode? And that's it. Like, spoiler alert. You don't see him again. That's the last leprechaun you get. Well, I think we're going to see him again in some sort of way. He might not be this, the exact same leprechaun. He might be kind of an evolved or changed costume le- leprechaun, I think. Because I feel like every single time they go through this new era, I don't know how many seasons they pre-plan for this, basically. But, you know, I'm assuming they're going to do like, you know, this middle era. Then they'll probably do kind of like a 2000s and they might do a new a new one where they step on to pseudo Broadway, you know, how it is now. Maybe who knows? Yeah. I mean, if they're going to do a Hamilton parody, I'm here for it because these guys seem seem to be I think they could pull it off if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because. um yeah, their their pedigree from these guys is actually kind of random and all over the place. Cinco mm-hmm. Paul and uh, Ken Deloro. I mean, they've done yeah. a lot of animated movies, right, with songs, but not like it full on musical stuff. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. And you know, Lauren Michaels as a producer, it could be yeah, hit or yeah. miss. It could really go either mm-hmm. way. Agreed. Agreed. For me, what this solidifies is that I think Cecily Strong is so much more interesting and better of uh, a better performer than Kate McKinnon, because I know yes. Kate McKinnon is everyone's gold standard. But even even Verizon figured it out and took Kate McKinnon off the Verizon commercials and replaced her with Cicely Strong. There you um, go. They did. Yeah. They did. So, man, I, yeah. I, I was literally thinking that exact same thing when I was watching this. I was like, right. you know, yeah, because exactly, Kate McKinnon was put up as, like, the big star. But, like, Cecily Strong, I think, has much better range. Yep. Cecily Strong sure. doing her drunk shtick is amazing. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. She is the drunk girl at the bar. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I I totally 100 percent agree with all of that. I, I I again I get don't get me wrong. I do love Kate McKinnon. She has her mm-hmm. place for certain sketches or certain characters. 100. percent Again, but she's more of like you said. It, it, it's she doesn't have the range. She's a character mm-hmm. person. So again, if you saw if you're talking about SNL or Ghostbusters or or the the well, the spy movie with a with uh the Kunis. Spy dummy, thank you. So again, she again she has her plucky comic relief kind of you know niche, you know kind of there, you know in that regard. So like, she has that, but again, I agree. I mean, Cecily Strong has great range, and you know she, if she felt natural. Like, seeing her as a, a doc as an OB basically was mm-hmm. you know, natural for me. I did not have, I did not question that for a moment. I could totally see her in a hospital in New York City right now. Yeah. Maybe she moonlights it. You know? Yeah, right. Like, I feel like I might have actually at some point. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's wild. She just really jumps right in this. And Keegan Michael Key as well. Like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty seamless. Fell right Agreed. in, believed everything about their relationship. I yeah. thought, anyway, like it didn't never came across forced or. Nope. Yeah. I, I was going to say they have like one of the most believable, childless, romantic comedy marriages I've seen in a long time. Like they looked totally like a real couple and felt like a real couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. 
all a musical world aside, exactly the real world quote unquote part of this was you know real. I, I I think that they they did. I agree. They did a great job with that. So five stars, no notes. I love this. this is- <laughs> well, I, I, again, I I I think I think that there's uh, like we talked about the cast. I mean, the cast was you know it was great as well, in, in so many different ways. I I do love so much you know from a musical theater perspective i do love that they definitely poked fun at a lot of tropes that exist within yes. the realm of classical musical theater and i do appreciate that the fact that they had you know the little king the little kid a la music man coming in to announce everything you know with it with it with his speech impediment like he, he does in the music man it was like wow like it's like yeah it like a lot of spot on kind of things. And, and, they, and they do a little bit of, they do talk about it a little bit. So if you're not as familiar with some of these shows, they do a little bit of exposition later in, in, in the, in this, in the series as you go on, uh, you know, spoilers, obviously. Um, but yeah, the, you do get a taste of various different ones out there. You, you get your music, man, you get your sound of music, you get uh, a whole, you get a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, a spread of, of some of these classic ones. So I do did appreciate all, the uh the the nods both just not just on a referential perspective from the from the the situations and the scenes and the script mm-hmm. basically but also the music itself took a lot of cues uh, from Rodgers and Hammerstein and, and and all these other you know composers who worked on these OG shows. I think you pointed out a good a point in that they did kind of do make do a little bit of exposition that explained some of these these tropes as they popped in, but in a way that was pretty seamless. Like yeah. it, she's just like, oh, you're just going to do a reprise now, okay, and then <laughs> it just works. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like there's other shows that try to do things like this and they try to be all meta and self-referential and it works for like 10 minutes. And then after a while, it just becomes repetitive and unimaginative. This, it just felt totally natural, never got in the way of the story. I thought it worked really well. Yeah. I'm imagining like when they, when they penned this thing together, you know, they had this the overarching story of them getting trapped in Schmigadoon and having to get out by finding true love at the end, basically they had all these pieces in place and they're saying, okay, well, we're going to weave what these, this is like, you know, the, you know, we're together, we're apart. We might get back together. We're nowhere apart, you know, further apart, you know, they, they have this whole plan in there throughout the six episodes, obviously. And then, okay. So where can we input potential songs across the way here? They're going to make sense. And I think that, you know, they de- definitely, you know, did the planning very well for this for sure. Yeah. The musical numbers also felt meaningful. You know, they, they, they had good choreography. They felt yes. interesting, which you don't always get in a lot of musicals. And so I, I particularly love the one with uh, Kristen Chenoweth, where she's, yes. you know, the, what's it called? Rapscallions or whatever. Trib- tribulation. Tribulation. Yeah. 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 I, just, yeah the, know, I thought the, that was a really good number. Yeah. yeah the, the, the play on uh, uh, Trouble, obviously, from The Music Man, you know, right, you know, right here in River City, where the capital T arrives at P in a Sanser pool. You know, for me, it's like I'm like I'm like oh my gosh, it's just screaming. It's like I just like again, I just saw Music Man uh, last year. Uh, we were generously gifted some some tickets to see you know my one of my favorite you know leading ladies Sutton Foster in it, and Hugh Jackman was supposed to obviously uh, play Harold Harold Hill, and of course he got COVID <laughs> the day of our performance, oh, and so uh, we saw the understudy who was amazing, by the way. Um, and uh, they they just they just left the production just recently, but yeah, again, I, I do have a. Music Man is one of those like shows, and even in, 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 you know that that I, I I was never in Music Man, but I definitely have a lot of you know love for a lot of the music and 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 from that show. The idea of Wolverine getting COVID is weird, but I mean it, it happens, is right. <laughs> like, 
This this is the world we live in now. I know, I know, but but he but he's he's bulking up again, so he he wants to do his you know natural workout routine for for uh, for Deadpool three. So we'll see what happens. Nice. Although I have to say, you know, corn pudding was a fun one, but I I did really love the uh, the do re mi sound of music parody. That is the of course the. Uh, the oh, vagina. the vagina. Yes. <laughs> like I was like, I like I was like so happy. I wasn't like drinking some beer or something like that. Cause it would have been a spit take a hundred percent. I feel like if someone wants to get a sense, if they're going to like this show or not, just show them that scene. Like, I think yes. that scene totally yes. encapsulates the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean that. And like, and can we, can we just, just stop for a second? Can we just talk about, the mayor, the mayor's name, Alan yeah. Cummings' oh, character. Which is Men- Menlove? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm like perfect. Okay, the, yeah, perfect name. Perfect name. <laughs> it took me way too long to get that joke. <laughs> as soon as they, he said his name and I saw who was playing him, I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I was kind of, I kind of expecting it though. And you know, that, you know, that there'd be some extension of that, you know? Yeah. It, okay, if I had one thing, because you were saying there's nothing to change about the series, no comment. I have one thing I would change. Okay, and that is Alan Cummings doing an American accent. Oh, fair enough. Fair. He's it's it's not that it's a bad accent, but he's like a whole different person, and he's way creepier doing an American accent. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. I mean, I don't. Oh, I don't. Thank I don't... you. It's so nice to see you. I'm so glad that man definitely has some like human body parts in his freezer. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't watch, I didn't watch the, you know, the, the good fight in, you know, that you, when he was on that, I didn't watch mm-hmm. that series, but I get, I don't, I don't know if he does American accent for that series. He might, I think, I think that, he uh, does. Yeah. So I, again, it's again, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd love, maybe I should watch just a, a clip from that just to compare in my mind to see what that is, you know, cause again, for me, Alan Cumming, you know, he is, you know, after Joel Gray, he is my MC from Cabaret. Mm, you know, fair, that's yeah. that that's just that's just who he is in my mind. And and, and also Nightcrawler, but that's another story. So but yeah, the, yeah, he I always I just think of him and that's the first thing I think about when I see him. So mm. it was interesting to see a non creepy use I was speaking of creepiness, um, non creepy use of Fred Armisen. Because I feel like he specializes in being the creepy guy, and they managed to get him to not do that. So I mean, that just led, just adds to the brilliance of this show. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't like you know a scene from Euro Trip, you know. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just had to do that's, a that's what I'm thinking about. I just picture that priest as another character on Portlandia. Right. right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's yeah. Dead on. Across the board, I think I, I, I'm just trying to think. You know, like there's so many great aspects to these songs, and I think that they had a lot of you know the, the great dance numbers, like you said, even and even the kids in the in the uh, uh, the dance scene, um, which which is the one. It's uh, with all your heart that that song. Yeah, so that you know, that that oh, that was a really yeah, a really in, great in the number. Like, yeah, yeah. In the school has the kids dancing on the desks. I mean, that was really amazing. Yeah, Ariana DeVos, you know, she, she, you know, obviously, you know, nominated, you know, for West Side Story. You know, she definitely brought the thunder for her character. You know what the the weird part about all of this is that were all the episodes directed by Barry Sonnenfeld? I think they may have been. I, 
I don't think they were because I was no. trying to notice that. Uh, and there were some names. There were some other people there listening. Yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah. But at least a couple were. And oh, so I yeah. Mean, so Robert Luketic did did two episodes. Oh, I'm sorry. He's doing two episodes for this next season. I'm sorry. The dude who's done the Men in Black movies and Wild Wild West did this. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Men in Black movies at all. I think no. I just seem it. They incredibly insipid. Hmm. In my, opinion. I like the first one. I thought the first one was a lot of fun. I thought the first yeah. one was fun. I mean, I the, the rest of them were, were 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 a little bit, you know, you know, more out there. Basically, again, their vehicles for Will Smith to try and be cool, you know. Yeah, just ain't not that on ain't, the Will Smith train as much as ain't that else a slap does. to the face, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was wild that that that's where he came from, and then he's he's working on this, so. Whenever I hear, yeah, Wild Wild West is a funny one. I mean, because it's like Kenneth Branagh plays the villain in that movie, and it's like it's a very odd thing. And Salma Hayek, you know, obviously beautiful, you know, talented as always. But the only thing I remember from that movie, you know, that it is the song, and the, and 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 the uh, and the line, "You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at," and it, you know, it just just for some reason it just sticks in my head. It's just very bizarre. That's so weird. Such a weird use of cool, cool modi. Honestly. It is. It is. And we digress. <laughs> Very much so. Overall, I'm excited. I'm well, one. I'm glad you guys like this too. I mean, thankfully, there's more. The second yeah. season is going to come out on April 7th, so you don't have to wait too long, which is nice. I probably will if I if my Apple Plus uh, subscription has run out by then, we will be renewing. Mm-hmm. So, definitely on board for this. So the one thing I again I did you know cruise on over to the IMDb page and and I do see unfortunately that. Fred Armisen is only credited for the six episodes for the first season. Mm. So he, 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 he's not continuing onward, but it looks like, you know, uh, the majority of the cast is returning. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Think- so, so yeah, it's pretty interesting to see. So even like, you know, so Aaron, Aaron Zweit, Martin Short is being credited for 12 episodes, actually. Jane, Jane Krakowski and Harada, Ariana, Alan, Kristen, Jamie, Jaime, excuse me, Dove, Cecily and Keegan all up, all back, obviously. So. I actually think it might be a good idea to stay away from the IMDb page because I think I've already found kind of clocked one spoiler potentially. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For specific. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm going to walk away cause I do not want to be spoiled for this new season that's coming up. That's, that's fair. I concur. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, wanted to, you know, make notes basically, but I, I primarily was looking at the, you know, the people who worked on the, other pieces of the music with the orchestrations and, and, and the music direction. I mean, here, I mean, I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, people have worked in here, like, so, you know, Sean, Sean Barrett, who did, uh, you know, a lot of the orchestrations I mean, he's, he's done a lot of crazy things. I was going over this actually, you know, earlier before we started recording and he's done a lot of, you know, random things like he, he's done, you know, movies and stuff like that, but he's also, the current orchestrator for NFL Thursday night football, which is kind of you know out there. It's like, wait, what? That's random. For he did Spirited, you know the uh, Will, the Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds movie. It's okay. also it's also yeah. on Apple, and then uh, uh, he was orchestrator for God of War Ragnarok, the game, and the music in that game. Again, I, I have I've only watched the people playing it. I haven't played it myself, but the the music in that game is pretty darn epic. So I have to say, you know, good on him. That's awesome. I I still have to play the game. I played the first one, but one one of these days I'll get around to the second one. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, I th- I think I might again. I I might actually 
go again. I don't buy that many albums except for specific artists, but I might actually buy this album for the nice. show. Yeah, I kind of tempted to do that myself after after the rewatch. I was like, I would listen to this stuff on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm with you there. again. I have to know Corn Pudding if I'm ever in public, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess while we're heaping all this praise on it, there was one thing that really struck me, especially in the rewatch, that I I know appreciated the first time around even more so. The second was that the the colorblind casting through a lot of this, mm-hmm. which, yes. especially if you're going to compare that to when these these types of musicals were first made back in the um, 50s and 60s, the 40s and 50s, sorry. And then, you know, the revivals still pre- predominantly white cast. And but then to see this production fully embrace like colorblind casting across the board was awesome. I, yeah. I, I loved it. And to not make it a big deal, but to just do it. To just shut up and do it was kind of great. I because I think representation is important. So that and that's my that's my soapbox. Same. No, I I agree. I mean, honestly, I think I, I think they in general when you're making like shows or movies now, I think unless there's like a real reason why for historical accuracy purposes you feel it's not appropriate to do that. Like if you're making a movie about this, you know, like if you're making Amistad you know, about a slave ship, like, fine, like, you know, you could have certain characters that would make sense to be historically accurate to races. But I think if you got something like this, like, why not? You know, because otherwise you're denying opportunities to actors. It's like, yeah, you know, we could just make this, you know, designed for a white cast because that's what they did back in the 1940s. But that's pretty yeah. crappy and we don't live in that world anymore. Right. I mean, the key thing is, if you're making something like Amistad, you know, now is... Definitely don't cast Scarlett Johansson. I think that's the clear, you know, lesson we have to learn here. I don't know. She's pretty clear. She can play anything. So <laughs> she can just play all the roles. Like an entire, a remake, a re- reboot of Amistad, but Scarlett Johansson plays every single character. <laughs> although although, although we, we wouldn't want to go see it because that's basically the same thing as a one woman show. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's enough of that. <laughs> sorry. sorry that reminds me of the part of the the show when they went to the show the play and, and they're like oh no there's naked people oh no are we just seeing mike naked oh no as people in the theater background we've all been there yeah. oh yeah. crap it's one of those like, plays if, you, if, so, if someone you know is acting and he's in love valor and compassion you should definitely think twice about going that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> My God, I feel like I, when it, when they did that scene, I was like, I feel like I've been in that theater. <laughs> just look yes. at every black box theater. My God, yeah. it, does. it does. There's nine people watching the show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was half expecting, like you know, like, them to like have like you know, random a- actor cameos, couples like in the audience. Like I was imagining you know, seeing you know, like uh, like two people from How I Met Your Mother in the audience or something like that. Like you know, like random like couples from history, like modern history, modern times. I think that would have been like well, you know, crazy little Easter egg they could have done. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of go back and forth on that because I, I felt like you could make the argument that some of their cast, like the Fred Armisen casting, mm-hmm. could be considered stunt casting, but I felt like for the most part, nothing felt forced with this. I think that was mm-hmm. that's what really worked for it with it mm-hmm. for me sure. like the winks were there but it didn't feel it didn't feel like i was being winked at really hard like by someone who has no idea to wink like i don't i don't wink for that reason yeah <laughs> i'm just like 
Oh, that's a terrible thing. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't do it. Not, like, for, not, for the listeners at home, for the listeners at home, what Nia just did was have a minor seizure. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah. It's like, do you need a doctor? <laughs> just dial nine and one. Wait to see what happens. We're not going to have Nyan recreate the uh, Abba's Take a Chance on Me video anytime soon. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys like this. This is this was great. It sounds like you guys are ready ready to run for season two. And oh yeah, oh my, absolutely. Let's do a watch party. Let's do. It. I'm 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 down for this. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, it's I mean, funny. The one thing I'm I'm wondering is, and we can take this offline because I don't know how much she wants to be involved in the podcast, but I would be curious if Jason, your wife, would be interested in this because I think Dan's was. Oh yeah. So I was running behind, so I ended up watching it without her, uh, and that was a mistake because my wife would have loved this. This is totally up Anna's alley, oh, and man. it's such a hard sell to then get her to watch it by herself. I'm like, no, really, honey, you're gonna really like this. Please watch it so we can watch season two together. So, yes. so I'm gonna try. Yes. I'm gonna really try. There there I actually there yeah. was one there was one moment in the show that totally felt like straight out of my marriage. Well, there were multiple moments that felt straight out of my marriage, but one of them was the the doggy dog moment. Oh, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> had that moment. Yeah. It's particularly exacerbated because I am married to someone whose English is not her first language. So there's definitely, like, some phrases and stuff she just gets, like, wrong, and then I'm a jerk and correct her, and I regret it. <laughs> oh, I hear you. We've all been there. That, yeah. That, that I, moment just felt so real. Yeah. It could be that, or it could be even a random LL Cool J lyric. You never know. True. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, my, yeah, but yeah, Cheryl definitely, you know, loved this, you know, equally as as much. And you know, we're definitely, like I said, we're definitely looking forward to season two, hundred percent. Like I said, album to be purchased probably soon. <laughs> yeah, already made it through the first season and ready for season two whenever it comes out. Definitely keeping up with this. I guess my question is, is that. I wonder if the show will reach critical popularity enough that karaoke places will have this in their repertoire. <laughs> that needs to happen. I, w- I want to see a, a drunken bachelorette party do corn pudding at some oh, point. Oh, gosh. That's got to happen. That'd be epic. Epic. I just, I just hope it hits enough critical mass that it keeps getting renewed. Because yeah. I, I haven't heard anyone else mention this show. Right. Yeah, same here. And I mean, it got like Corn Pudding got nominated for an Emmy. I think, and I think one maybe. Yeah. I have to double check that. But I, yeah, I was so surprised that it wasn't getting the buzz that it should. Honestly. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Everyone needs to see this. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. You know, I want to put this out there. I mean, obviously, you know, Nyan, as you mentioned during his pitch, he was in, you know, one one uh product one musical production and whatnot. I, I think I did want to definitely want to put this out there to a, a bunch of people that, you know, that I used to do theater with and, you know, both at Brandeis and beyond uh, and whatnot. I'd love to find out what people actually think about this. People, people that have seen it, that is. So that's what we thought. Well, that happened folks, which uh, brings us to the end of another episode of the watch. Okay, please podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to us spout more nonsense today and hope you join us next week for another exercise in utility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or just tell a friend about us. Until next week, keep on watching. <laughs>